On Thursday, March 12, 2015, World Kidney Day will draw attention to this year's theme, Kidney Health for All. Participants around the globe will raise awareness of the kidney's critical role and the importance of kidney health for all individuals. In this special episode of the ASN Kidney News Podcast, ASN Manager for Policy and Government Affairs, Rachel Meyer, speaks with Giovanni Spinner of the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute about the Community Health Workers Health Disparities Initiative and how it aims to reduce disparities and improve health for underserved populations. Hi, I'm Rachel Meyer with the American Society of Nephrology. I'm talking today with Giovanni Spinner, a public health analyst in the Center for Translation Research and Implementation Science at the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute at the National Institutes of Health. We're here today to talk about Giovanni's work in the Community Health Workers Health Disparities Initiative and other efforts within NHLBI to address and eliminate health disparities. Welcome, Giovanni. Thank you, Rachel. Giovanni, you work in the new Center for Translation Research and Implementation Science at NHLBI. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the mission and goals of the new center? The Center for Translation Research and Implementation Science, we refer to it as CITRUS. This is a newly formed center at NHLBI, and this center was established to serve as a really a strategic focal point for translation research and implementation science, and to also help develop a research agenda that addresses both the domestic and global health inequities around heart, lung, and blood disorders, and also to develop a research training for a workforce to achieve these goals. I understand that your work within the Community Health Workers Disparities Initiative falls under that translational research focus of CITRUS. Can you give our listeners a little background on the Community Health Workers Health Disparities Initiative and what that program is all about? The Community Health Workers Health Disparities Initiative, and I'll refer to it as the initiative, is really an initiative where we use the CHW model to integrate CHWs to becoming a part of the solution to address health disparities. And again, we focus on heart, lung, and blood diseases, and this is primarily in minority and underserved communities. And at the core of the initiative are the CHW programs. And within the CHW programs, we have a set of heart health education curricula, and all of the curricula are based on the evidence-based guidelines, so they're all grounded in science, and they're all culturally tailored. And for our heart health education curricula, we have a set of four, and we target four different racial ethnic groups. So all the materials have been tailored towards African Americans, American Indian Alaska Natives, Latino Hispanics, or Filipino Americans. And with these materials, they're designed to be implemented in one of three different strategies. The first strategy is train the trainer, and this is where the community health worker is actually trained on how to deliver community education and taught about heart disease, heart disease risk factors, and risk factor management and prevention. And the second strategy, we refer to it as community education. This can be done with or without clinical risk factor screening. You can screen for things like high blood pressure, blood glucose, those type of things. And trained community health work will actually go out into the community and deliver the community education sessions. And this can be done typically in a group format. Sometimes it's done one-on-one. The third strategy is lifestyle and clinical management. This is where the community health worker is actually integrated into the clinical experience. So they're actually going to be working with the um, the medical providers alongside with a community participant who already has an identified risk factor. So this way the community health worker can help the patient 
navigate through the healthcare system. So this could take on the form of either helping with medication adherence, scheduling doctor's appointments, getting the participant to the doctor's appointment, helping them figure out what type of questions they should be asking their physician to help manage their risk factors. Another thing that I know your work includes is emphasizing the use of culturally tailored curricula. Could you talk a bit about why that's important and how using that process sort of affects your research and the effectiveness of the programs that you all do? I think it's very important to have information that people can understand and to relate to. I think the materials should be tailored to our audience, and this helps increase the relevance of the materials and their receptivity to the materials. So we really want to make sure that we're integrating those cultural pieces that are important, the the linguistic pieces that are important into our materials. Once you're on the ground running a program, what kind of metrics do you use to assess the success of those programs in addition to getting sort of constant feedback from the participants about the quality of the manuals and other materials? So in terms of figuring out if the materials are working, in each of the curriculum we have a set of evaluation tools and we have a, a series of surveys. So we, for the train-the-trainer strategy, we have a pre- and post-test for them, and then we also have a feedback form so they can provide feedback about the training that they received, and then also a follow-up form for the CHW so we can figure out what type of activities they're doing post-training. And with the community education piece, we also have a pre- and post-test for the community participants And each of those pre- and post-tests focus on heart health knowledge and their attitudes and behaviors. The the train-the-trainer one focuses more on the knowledge because we want to make sure that the the CHWs actually have the knowledge and they can translate it to the community members once they go out into the community. The community education pre- and post-tests also have some knowledge questions, but they also focus a lot on the attitudes and behaviors. Because we want to know, after you've been given this information, what do you plan on doing with it? What have you found are the biggest challenges that you and the community health workers have to overcome in terms of effectively delivering this information and actually helping establish healthier behavior patterns, either within one particular community, as an example, or just more broadly across your your years of experience? Well, I think more broadly, some of the biggest issues are really communicating the information in a way that people can understand and also being timely about the information that you're presenting. So I think it's really important to meet people where they are, not just physically but also mentally. I mean, we know people have, you know, a lot of times they're juggling multiple responsibilities. People have jobs, they're commuting back and forth to these jobs, they have those type of issues. They have family, if they have spouses or kids and all the things that go with that. They're managing a social life, you know, just all these other responsibilities that they have. So I think it's really our job to package these key messages in the format that can suit their needs. Um, As I'm sure you're aware, there are also significant health disparities in kidney disease, just like in cardiovascular disease and asthma. I believe African Americans are about four times more likely to progress to actual kidney failure, and Hispanics are twice as likely to progress to kidney failure as compared to the Caucasian population. I'm wondering, do you think that the community health workers' initiative model that you've been working on in these other disease states could be replicated in kidney disease or other chronic conditions facing Americans? 
Absolutely. CHWs are not new. They've been around since the 1950s in the U.S. and even earlier in other parts of the world. So the literature has documented CHWs' history of success and an increase in health knowledge in general and self-sufficiency throughout various chronic diseases. The literature has shown that successful programs to close the disparities gap you need that linkage between the healthcare providers and the community members. And like I said earlier, the CHWs really provide that linkage, and they serve as the gatekeeper, and that's what CHWs are excellent at doing, is bridging the gap. And the CHW model has definitely been effective in other disease areas, as you mentioned, in kidney disease, also diabetes and cancer and other chronic diseases. I was able to look at two studies in particular to kind of highlight where CHWs have been affected. There was a study published by Loring et al. where they did a six-month CHW-led self-management program for chronic disease patients, and their results showed that those patients had improved health behaviors and health status versus the usual care. There was also another study published by Gary that showed that African Americans with diabetes who were working with CHWs and a nurse case manager, they had greater declines in blood pressure, hemoglobin A1C, and cholesterol over the course of two years. So those are just two examples, but there are many more in the literature to show that CHWs are definitely effective at increase in health knowledge and self-sufficiency and behavior change, amongst other things. So, Giovanni, what are the next steps in your mind for your health disparities translation research moving forward? The next steps for me is that now that we've tested the materials and we know that they are effective at increasing heart health knowledge, attitudes, and behaviors, we can now leverage that information to move to a next phase. For me, this means shifting gears from really focusing on program implementation and materials development to really focusing on translation research and implementation science, which is what my new center does, the Center for Translation Research and Implementation Science otherwise known as Citrus. One of the primary goals is for us to investigate the best strategies that are going to lead to sustained long-term adoption of effective interventions in the community. So this is what we refer to as like translation research, but really focusing in on how to get these effective evidence-based practices and interventions adopted in low-income, underserved, and minority communities to reduce heart, lung, and blood inequities. I'm curious, what first attracted you to become involved in health disparities research and addressing these inequities? Well, I've always been interested in health disparities, primarily as they relate to heart disease and diabetes and obesity, which is which is actually the reason why I got my NPH and, and focused in on prevention, because I was very much interested at that time looking at obesity and, and low-income women and the factors contributing to obesity. But I think in my career, I really decided early on that I could make more of an impact at the population level versus the individual level. And to me, these issues are really important to address because I personally have family members and friends who are affected by these conditions. So, I mean, I can see firsthand things that they have to go through to try to make these behavior changes that we've talked about that they, you know, that they need to do to improve their health. Giovanni, it has been a real pleasure speaking with you this morning, hearing your passion and your commitment to this important research. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with our Kidney News podcast listeners. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. 
This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology. All rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology. Thank you.